You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Welcome to the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast, brought to you by Exodus Trail Cameras, the number one podcast for bow hunting product information and hunting stories from across the nation. And now, here's your nine-fingered host, Dan Johnson. All right, here we go again. It's Thursday, and hopefully everybody's starting to get in, get into the groove of things with maybe getting some hunting in. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there who say, oh, you shouldn't hunt mid-October. It's the October lull. The October lull. That's what I think about that. My opinion is there's no such thing as the October lull. Um, there may be a food source transition, there may be a transition that uh, now that crops are starting to come out, they've moved to another part of the property or they've moved to a property altogether. There could be some hunting pressure that is uh, preventing them from moving during observed hunting hours, you know, the daylight hours. But studies have shown that deer movement increases and is starting to increase right now. They've done studies to basically prove that the October lull does not exist. Now, whether you believe me or believe those studies or whatever it is that you believe, I'm here to tell you that there's a cold front coming through, and whether it's the October lull or not, I'm going to try to get out and catch the tail end of this cold front uh, this weekend. Hopefully, uh, some of the cooler temperatures are still hanging around by the time I can get into the timber on uh, you know Saturday morning and maybe Friday night, uh, maybe even Thursday night, maybe even tonight. But if a cold front's coming through, get your butt in the stand or wait for the rut. Just depends on you know your situation's different than my situation. Blah 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 blah. Um, also, if you guys want to listen to a lot of you know talk about strategy and talk about how to hunt the deer. Uh, then you guys need to head over to the Wired to Hunt podcast. And uh, it, I mean, if you're if you have not heard of the Wired to Hunt podcast, you need to go check it out. Ton of great info there. I'm the co-host, and then you got Mark Kenyon. He's the host. Uh, and if you like this podcast, you'll love that one. Oh man! So uh, today we got uh, another really cool episode. We're going to be talking with Dan Drake. He is the president slash CEO slash big dog over there at Scent Crusher. 
And if you guys have not heard of Scent Crusher yet, uh, they do the O3 type of technology just like Ozonics does. And they have a bag and they have a closet and they have a unit that you can plug into your car. And uh, I don't need to get into it because I'm going to let Dan do the talking on that. But uh, before we get into today's episode, I just want to remind people that last weekend I had an encounter. It was a long, far away encounter, but it was in the same area. And the reason I was sitting in that area was because my Deer Lab software told me that in previous years, mature bucks would visit this area during that you know, this three or four day period. Now I went in there on that wind direction and sure enough, I had an encounter with a lot of deer, uh, including a shooter. I, I couldn't tell what particular deer it was because it, he was so far away, but I have, I have a couple ideas now scent crusher, Excuse me, not Scent Crusher. I'm kind of getting twisted here because I'm so excited. But Deer Lab is software. It allows you to put your trail camera pictures into this software. It organizes it and it lets you see the wind direction, the time of day. And it uploads all this information from your trail camera and it lets you organize and it lets you use that data to help you forecast where deer are moving throughout the year and maybe help you catch a pattern. And that's what I did. I got an encounter. Obviously, I didn't get an opportunity to take a shot. However, Deer Lab provided me the details to where deer were moving. Now, if you guys want to try Deer Lab out, you need to go to nine, excuse me, you need to go to deerlab.com backslash nine fingers. That's the number nine followed by the word fingers. And you will get a free 30-day trial. So, I mean, the hunting season is here, and the good time of this year is coming in the next couple weeks. So take take a advantage of this 30-day trial. Take all the trail camera pictures that you have, upload them into Deer Lab, and then start filtering and looking through dates and wind directions and times of day. And it might just allow you to go hunt a stand with the highest odds of having an encounter with one of the deer that you're chasing. So give that a try. Now let's get into today's podcast with Dan Drake of Scent Crusher. How you doing today, Dan? I'm good. How are you? You know, it's October and uh, it seems like a cold front's going to be coming through in the next couple days. So I'm all good. Yeah, there's, there's one blowing through Kansas right now. I should be sitting in a stand. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I hate that cubicle life, especially this time of year. Yeah, me too. So I guess we'll, we'll kind of BS for a little bit. How is your season going so far? Have you had a chance to get out in the timber at all? So I've been out a few times. It's really just kind of started to get cool here. So, you know, we've got a lot of great stuff on camera. Some of it is starting to show up kind of, you know, dusk time and uh, the cold fronts are starting to roll through and, I try to be really careful not to burn myself out early, so I still have enough energy left to uh, to hunt the rut and, and enough time to do everything we need to on the business side, too. So Perfect. So uh, what do you got? You got uh, anything big on camera you're excited to be hunting this year? 
I've got some great bucks on camera, a 180 and a 190 that I'm I'm super Ooh. excited to hunt, and a little little history from last year with it, and uh, you know I'm excited. I, I had bought some cameras that shoot me some wireless pictures, and that's all good <laughs> and dandy until you're sitting in one stand and you can see you made that wrong mistake, and you should have been in the other stand that night. So uh, I'm excited to go hunt them this year. It's funny you say that because I was uh, talking with Jared, the president of Lone Wolf, earlier this week, and he said that he he has had to outlaw wireless trail cameras yeah. at Lone Wolf because people the, the productivity just goes way down when right. people are checking their phones all the time. It's like Christmas every morning when I get that's up. Right. I love it. It's If you sleep. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so you hunting at any other states other than uh, Kansas this year? Um, I'm going to go hunt Illinois um, okay. this year, and then I will probably go do a little bit of, of late gun or shotgun season in Iowa. Also. Oh, nice. Yeah. What uh, You don't have to tell me where, because I'm originally from, or I'm from Iowa. I'm in the eastern side of the state. What uh, part of the state are you going to be hunting It'll in be Iowa? the southern part of Iowa. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about Scent Crusher. and. Sure. um I guess the first thing that I want to ask you is how did Scent Crusher become a company and maybe kind of lead us through the, the company conception? Sure. So um, we have a business called Mojack, which currently we sell a line of lawn and garden products and barbecue grills. So I've, I've got this consumer products company and I had my CFO come to me about five years ago and he had a son who had run across the AstroTurf football field. And fell down and opened up a wound, and he got a MRSA infection from that. Mm. And he convinced me at the time that we could kill all the bacteria on the AstroTurf football fields with ozone. So we went out, we hired a couple um, experts, consultants from NASA, who had done the International Space Station and had worked on the water system and using ozone. And we hired them to go develop a turf sprayer that, that injects ozone into the water and then treats the surfaces of the turf field to kill all the bacteria. And with that, it also drug us into the locker rooms to kill all the bacteria and smell that sits in the locker rooms with ozone. And, and through all that, we had uh, visited, I don't know, 25 or 30 ozone factories around the world and, and learned more and more from not only our factories, but our industry experts. And I'm a deer hunter, and I learned how well you could kill bacteria, which is the root of all odor, uh, with ozone. So we took what we knew and and developed kind of a whole set of products for your whole hunting regimen uh, around ozone. Oh, nice. So it's kind of lead, it, it, it's a previous company that's led into the hunting industry. That's right. Our previous company was called Clean 03. Yep. Oh, okay. Nice. So how did you guys decide, you know, maybe a little bit from a product standpoint on, you knew that O3 was killing bacteria, you knew that bacteria caused odor, and you knew that being scent free in the timber is very important. So how did you put all the pieces of the puzzle together to, I guess, come out with the very first product? Sure. So what we know is if we can contain ozone then you can kill bacteria almost 100%, 99.99%, and that's the cause of all odor. And it's a permanent ozone will kill the molecule of odor of bacteria. So we decided to set out 
and look at the containers in somebody's world before they go hunting. And those containers um, for us are a washing machine tub where we can can treat clothes. They're the inside of a car um, as a container, which is the last place everybody is before they go out and hunt, but no one ever treats it to take care of all the odors and smells and fast food and everything else that, that lives in the car to a closet and a couple different forms of bags um, that we also sell. So we, we are finding a way to contain the ozone um, because we know we can get almost a, a hundred percent effective killing power when we do that. Nice. So, you know, like, like I told you before we started recording, um, you, we've, we've had, uh, ozonics on and they have a, a system that hangs in the tree and mm-hmm. they've kind of given us, uh, you know, uh, the down low on what O3 is, but for the people who don't know what O3 actually does, can you give us kind of a, a breakdown of what that molecule actually does? Sure. So oxygen is the O2 molecule and in a lightning storm, the lightning will blow apart the oxygen molecules. You'll have single molecules that run around and they form O3 or ozone. And it's a powerful killer oxidizer of bacteria. And it's only like that for about 20 or 30 minutes, and then it becomes oxygen again. But it's that fresh smell that you have after a rainstorm. And, and that's part of the reason deer walk around more after a rainstorm. It's just that the air has been cleared and all the odors are gone. So wh- essentially what we've done is we've harnessed little electrical storms in our generators um, and blown the ozone into a container, whether it's a bag or a closet or the inside of a car to kill the, the bacteria that way with the ozone. Okay. Yeah. Now, it, because we've already had a kind of an O3 discussion on this podcast, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you some rapid fire questions. And for the listeners, if you guys want to find out more about uh, what O3 actually does, I'm just going to have you go to scentcrusher.com and uh, they – you know, they have the content there to allow you to, you know, read a little bit more depth and on how O3 works. But, you know, with any product like this, there's going to be skeptics out there. People who think they're smarter than what they really are are going to give their input. And, that sure. you know, there's there's times where that's probably not accurate. So, you know, I got a couple questions. Is there at all a health risk by being close to O3? And the second part of that question is, is it bad for any of your clothing? Sure. So there are health risks associated with high levels of ozone. And that's specifically what we've done to make it safe to use ozone. So the EPA and a couple other government agencies have set levels over a long-term exposure that, that are considered safe. So we have designed our products to contain higher level of ozone um, and make sure it doesn't leak out. So our bags don't leak over those um, approved safe levels and you can run them in the backseat of your car. Whereas if you were to unzip that bag um, and let it run in the car, it would be a different issue. So the way we've designed and engineered our products, the size of the generators, the amount of ozone it produces, the way we contain it um, is what makes it safe. And and as far as what what happens if it's unsafe, so in, in short run instances, if you were to leave that bag unzipped, you would smell it and it might burn your nostrils or make your eyes water. And all you have to do is roll down the window of your car. Um, so there's, there's no catastrophic health risk to it in, a, in doing it in a short run like that at all. And you'd smell it and notice it. But 
Okay. And, so, and then as far as clothes, was that the second part of the question? Yep, go for it. Sure. So on a clothing basis, we've done 500 to 1,000 hours of testing on all types of hunting clothes. And um, the, the experts will tell you, um, based on science, that natural rubber, which doesn't occur very often in, in the environment, the manufacturing environment today, um, will have effects with ozone. So we've run it on all types of rubber boots and, and muck boots and those things and, and haven't had any issues. Part of that is um, because, of, again, the way we size our generators uh, and the timing that we have um, for that. So if somebody, you know, there's lots of ozone generators on the market and some of them use new technology and some of them use old technology, but they are all different sizes. If you go buy something that's random and you try to do this, one is it's not contained and it's not safe. But the second part may be you may be blowing 10 times the amount of ozone you need over a period of time that is way too long and you could do damage to something like that. The, uh, the one thing we do caution people with is if they have like elastic um, suspenders or an elastic okay. belt, um, that if you're going to run those, they need to be really short cycles, like five-minute cycles. Okay. So, you know, the great thing about hunting clothes is they are essentially clean. So the amount of bacteria that you have um, isn't a huge amount of bacteria to kill uh, okay. to make them all fresh and, and safe again. From a from an exposure to O3, and I'm talking about killing the bacteria, uh -huh. is it an instant thing or is it something where, you know, it takes a period of time, X amount of time to kill said bacteria? Sure. It, it, it takes a certain amount of time because the ozone has to penetrate the layers of fabric um, to get to the bacteria. And it also depends on the amount of bacteria buildup. So if we run a football helmet that's been worn for years and it's got years and years of bacteria or a, an old work boot, then it may take a lot longer to kill the bacteria in the crevices than it would for just a t-shirt. Okay. Yeah. All right. So now I kind of want to get into, you know, the, the timeline of kind of what was your first product that you introduced? You know, why did you decide to introduce that product? And then maybe walk us through a little bit of what other products you have and how they're used. Sure. So we wanted to make sure that we kind of came out with a complete system when we started last year. So we introduced the washing machine um, ozone uh, as as part of our first year product. And that's kind of the first step for a hunter to take his clothes, put it in a washing machine. Um, you're now not using laundry detergent or any other scents. You use cold water, it, it gets infused with ozone, and it destroys all the bacteria and scent that starts there. Then we went on and we went and we produced a closet. So now you've got a place to organize all your light, midweight, heavy stuff, keep all your releases, your bow, your boots, your camera equipment, so everything is completely scent-free in that closet. And then we have a bag um, that you can transfer all that stuff into <clears throat> and take in the car. And some people just permanently hunt out of the bag um, yeah. and use that as their permanent storage or come back and forth with the closet. But the bag is able to be uh, plugged in to a 12-volt lighter or into a wall outlet. So it allows you to be portable whether you're in your car or plugging it in at the house. Uh, as you do that. So those are, that was kind of the staple products um, that we had okay. last year. 
And then this year we've, we've introduced some other sizes of bags, a big roller bag that is TSA compliant that you can put everything in, totes, um, a set of uh, boot dryers, those kinds of things. Gotcha. So I want to talk about that Wash 03 unit. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm looking, I'm on your website right now. It looks okay. like it, you know, it attaches to the wall by your washing machine. Yep. How does that actually work? So we generate ozone uh, in that box. And, and when the water comes on, that, that little window there will, will turn blue. And I'll show you this producing ozone. And the ozone is injected into uh, the water system. So you kind of take okay. the cold water line and you run it into the box and then back into the washing machine. Okay. Uh, and it's that ozone that, you know, is the killing power. So it's currently being used in uh, hotels. It's used in lots of jails or YMCAs where they have really high bacterial loads and they know they need to kill it 100 percent. Right. Um, so they use ozone in industrial settings like that now um, with the washing machine device. Now, this is the geek side of me yeah. uh, asking this next question. But, OK, so water is H2O. And O yep. three is ozone. How does that does is there and with that that third molecule in the ozone that is unstable? How does that react with water? Is there yeah. a is there a plus, you know an addition of a molecule somewhere else or no? They they kind of water is really kind of the medium delivery system okay. for it. So. It, it's infused into the water and kind of becomes micro bubbles, so it can go treat stuff. But it doesn't change the properties of HTO, H2O. Okay. So you're not going to have hydrogen floating off of it with a whole bunch of oxygen at the end or anything. But gotcha. the uh, you know the interesting thing about the washing machine um, piece is the you know it's tough to break habits. So my wife is used to using lavender fresh tide, you know, and that's yeah. the fresh smell of lavender is what you have and but as a hunter that's the last thing I want. So right. there are devices out there where in the past where guys have had to unhook the washing machine, hook it back up if the wife's using it, or, you know, our system has an on-off button. So it's oh, on okay. when I want to use it as a hunter, it's off when my wife wants to use lavender fresh tide. Nice. Nice. And is it, uh, from an installation standpoint, is it easy to install? I mean, is it just five minutes? Five minutes. Okay. Yeah. You know, you you reroute the cold water and and you plug the unit into a 110 outlet. And that's it. Yep. All right. So, and then the, uh, so the next, uh, product, the wall unit. Now, um, before I, you know, Recently, I guess I shouldn't say before, I have an Ozonics unit and I put it in a closet, you know, uh-huh. before and I, I shut the door and I I run it, you know, after I get out of the timber. Now, for for one of your closets, the, the hunter closet or the deluxe closet that goes in your garage, yeah. um, how, how big is it? So that hunter's closet is about six feet tall and about five feet wide. Um, by, I don't know, 20 inches deep. Okay. So um, it's big. I mean, you can fit, if you go on the website, you can look how much gear you can get in there. But, you know, you can put, I don't know, 12 shirts or jackets kind of on the top and the same, you know, or 12 shirts, jackets, pants on the bottom. And then there's there's a separate section there for you to, to put all your releases and your other equipment and, and straps and stuff. 
Um, so I can put kind of everything I own in the hunting world. Not only does it now become I can take, make it all scent free, but I finally have a place I can organize everything instead right. of having it in four different backpacks or six different totes. Um, it's all there and organized and ready to go, which is kind of a big help for me too. And then is there a separate unit that, that, uh, is permanently inside there or is, can that unit be transferred from the closet to the bag, to the tote right. or how does that work? Yeah. So the each, every time you buy a product, it comes with the unit. So okay. it's, it's permanently there for that unit. You don't have to take it away and go and try and use it for another thing. So the full purchase price includes those on generator that goes with that. And again, we've sized the generators based on the volume for each product that we do. So it's kind of a, a specific product for each. Okay. So the closet, because it's, it needs more ozone to circulate through there, it's going to be, it, it's a, a stronger unit than what's in the bag. It, it, it's sized differently and timed differently. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Now, is it back kind of back to the closet? I'm looking at a picture online, you know, several pairs of pants, uh, several jackets, hats, binos, trail cameras, boots, everything. Right. How is the air or the O3 circulated through there to, to evenly distribute to all of the clothing? Right. Well, that's the great thing. Um, about ozone or any gas is it fills the volume of a container. Okay. So as it blows out of the generator, it fills the whole closet. We have sealed the closet again to make sure it's safe. So mm -hmm. it's sealed on the bottom side. It's sealed on the edges. Um, the zippers are made a special way so they don't leak. So um, it just fills the volume of that container. And again, that's part of how we size the generators and timed it to make sure there's enough time to make so that you can fill the container and allow the properties of ozone to work to kill the bacteria that sits within that container. And roughly how many minutes does it take for, I mean, is it something that runs overnight? How many minutes kind of? So the max closet? cycles on it are 30 minutes. Okay. And uh, for almost all instances in hunting, since the clothes are essentially clean, a 30-minute cycle will do it. Now, I'll if you it. put a, an old hat or a pair of work boots in there that, that, you can smell that are really bad. It could possibly take two cycles of 30 minutes, okay. but, uh, it's a, it's a real quick cycle. And you know, that's the great thing about the bag that sits in the back seat in the truck is you can run a 30 minute cycle and your clothes are perfectly sanitized when you pull them out to put them on before you walk to a tree stand. It's a pretty short cycle. Okay. So yeah. kind of going back to the beginning again, jumping, jumping back here, what kind of testing did you guys do to see if your product, I mean, the science is there, right? So, you know, O3 has been outside of the hunting industry for years and years and years, but now we're bringing it into kind of a new platform. What kind of testing did you guys do from, you know, to see if this actually works? Sure. So, so we kind of did three levels of testing. So, uh, in addition to the 500 years of combined experience that our NASA team had right. in ozone, you know, in that we did a whole bunch of independent tests on the clean O3 side when we started that side of the business. So we knew how long it took at what certain rates to kill the level of bacteria. And we, we ran it across a whole different variety sets of bacteria, 
um, Staphylococcus to, I mean, anyway, there, there's a whole bunch of technical levels of bacteria, and we wanted to know the killing power and time of each. So we had all these independent tests that we did with facilities to prove that we could do that because we knew at the time that if we were going to be dealing with kids and locker rooms and football fields, there needed to be independent testing and show that it was 100% effective and that the kids were safe. So we've done all that testing there. And then there's kind of the real-world test, and I think that's really how people can see it. So you've got your sprays and everything out there, and people spray, and they don't really know, does it work, does it not work? You know, it makes sense. But what they can do with our product is they can take the stinkiest work boot they have, the kid's football helmet, um, whatever it is, put it in the back for 30 minutes and pull it out. And they're like, oh, wow, this really works. And and the bacteria and the smell doesn't come back because you've killed the fundamental level of, of bacteria that causes the smell. So um, the what I love to do uh, when I go talk to retailers is I take two shirts. One is a container of cigarette smoke and the other one is a container of skunk scent. And I pull them out, and, and people are very offended, as you can imagine. Right. And and we let everybody smell them, and, and we throw them in the bag for 30 minutes while we're having our meeting, and we pull them out, and they're like, oh, my God, this really works. you know. Right. So, so there's kind of three levels. you know. I think there's all the independent testing. There's all the knowledge and, and expertise we've had in putting together the system. And then there's the real-world test, which is what everybody's able to, to see and do now. Right. So obviously – the body creates the bacteria that gets transferred to your hunting clothes. Does that, let's see, I'm trying to figure out how to transition into the next question here. Um, and don't worry, I, I do this I and I can know where you're heading with it. If you want me to <laughs> run with it, but yeah, go, go for but, it. So, so we treat the clothes before the hunt, you know, and then you're going to walk into the field and your body's going to create bacteria and sweat again. That is right. true. We, we, depending on when you treated the clothes and how you treated them and stuff, there's sometimes a little bit of residual ozone that'll sit on those clothes for um, 30 minutes to an hour, Mm -hmm. um, depending on temperature and a bunch of other things. So that continues to help work on that bacteria and stuff as you sit in the stand. But depending on, you know, on what you did and how hard you sweated again, you're sitting in the stand and, and you take all the same precautions that you took before when you walked into the stand before, you know, treating this stuff. So I mean, you'll use the spray. You might use an ozonics unit, you know, while you're in the stand to help with that stuff. So, okay. So there's definitely, yeah. definitely a system that you should, you know, this isn't one of those, is this one of those things that should be able to, you know, you can forget about your sprays. You can forget about, you know, a, a washing regimen that, you know, cause beforehand, I remember a couple of years ago, uh, before I started using actually Ozonics in the stand, I was washing my clothes several, several times, you know, almost once every yeah. two days, especially yeah. during the rut. Is this something that can replace washing? Yeah, yes, it can. So what we say is unless you get mud or blood on your um, clothes, you don't need to wash them anymore. And it's particularly important with all the silver vein kind of carbon line clothing because every time you wash those clothes, to try and take care of the bacteria that's caught in that carbon, you're breaking down the carbon lining a little more. Plus, you're fading the material, and not even to mention the three-hour wash cycle it takes to do it. So now you can totally destroy that bacteria, save the carbon lining, you know, in 30 minutes, um, and it's perfect. 
Okay. So now I kind of want to transition over to uh, the the bags and maybe the tote a little bit that you yep. guys have. Is, you know, when I when I go, I have several totes that I take with me. Um, right. Even, even some bags that I take with me. How does, if I stuff a bag full, you know, to the point where I have to almost lean on it to zip it closed, <laughs> does... Will will the ozone seep through all the layers of fabric, or do I have to rotate that somewhere? Um, it doesn't have to be rotated, but what we say is optimum is that a bag is three quarters full. Okay, you know, so leave it a little room in there to to, to so it can filter, you know, filter out and do. But you don't need to rotate um, the clothes around. Again, the the ozone fills the volume of the container, and, and we've designed it to lock it in. So. Um, as long as you know it's, it shouldn't be completely stuffed full, but if it's reasonable, then it'll treat everything in there. Okay, and then um, are is that bag washable? For some reason, I I just see myself getting when I take it out of my truck, I throw it on the ground. If it's been wet, it's muddy. Yeah. You know, obviously, you want to take the actual unit out of it, but is the is the bag itself washable? Yes, it's washable, just like any other bag would be. But it, okay. but again, then you subject it to, you know, tearing down the just the normal everyday kind of straps and fibers and those kinds of things um, to do it. Okay. Now, do you guys recommend um, assist like having multiple scent crusher products? Because obviously, if you run the cycle at home in your closet. And then you transfer it to the bag. Do you need to run that cycle in the bag, or are these two different products for two different uses? Um, so we recommend um, it, it, they're designed to, to fit how a hunter hunts because we all okay. hunt differently. So I personally keep everything I own in the closet, and then early season here, I've got everything in the bag. And I don't take it back to the closet. I hunt out of the bag, and I leave the bag in the back seat of my car. So I plug um, that in to my cigarette lighter and run it 30 minutes as I'm headed to the stand. But some people, they're at their house and they're, they can hunt out of the closet and, and walk straight to their stand and do that. So right. they may have the closet and do that. Now, the clothes are free of bacteria after you run the cycle until you reintroduce it to bacteria. So if you, you know, if you put them on and sweat on them or if you open it and, and introduce a, a crazy trash can smell or something like that, you know, to the, to the clothes that are there, then you'll have to rerun them. But as long as you're not doing anything like that, they're, they're all ready to go and, and you're set, you know, and as far as being part of the system, we've designed the products one to be really effective, but two to be reasonable in price. So people can buy it. So right. I know that some of the other systems on the market are, are pretty expensive, our unit for our car, which where everybody is and, and have lots of odors, is forty nine dollars. Right. Our bag is two hundred. The closet is three hundred, uh, and I believe the other tote is is three hundred. So they're all within range. And as people want to expand that system um, to a different part of their hunting regimen, then they're able to do that. Gotcha. Yeah. Now, from a from a budget standpoint, you know, mm -hmm. you guys have multiple products, you know, the closet is $300. I can see how some guys would say, man, that's still a lot of money for me or even, even a hundred dollars 
You know, some people, you know, there's budgets of all different uh, kinds. If, if someone wants to start out with a scent crusher product, what product would you recommend for them? I think it, it, depending on where somebody is, I think the bag is a great all around product. You can be permanent storage for you that you can leave in your garage. You can take it in your truck with you. You can plug it in on the way to the stand or plug it in at home. And it's kind of that great all-around product. Now, you may have to shift clothes in and out depending on the season as you do it. But it's kind of the great staple product for $199. The ozone car unit for $49, again, treats a place people have never been able to treat before. And it's the last place you generally are before you walk into the stand. So what we've seen is a lot of people buy the car unit because they kind of, depending on their budget, and they're like, oh, my gosh, my dog was in here, and I left McDonald's in here for three days, and it's clean in 30 minutes. I don't smell anything. And they're like, well, if it works that great, then they generally step on up into the other products. Okay. And I want to talk about the Ozone Go for uh-huh. a second. And I know you mentioned earlier that all the all these different products have different, you know, regulated to put out different amounts of ozone. Um this thing simply just plugs into the lighter. Is that correct? That's right. Yep. Okay. Now, does a does someone need to have their window cracked when this thing is running, or is there any you know type of usage that you recommend? Sure. So um, the product is designed to per- be in the safe levels of EPA ozone. So you could actually run it while you're in the car. Um, what we now people have different sensitivities to ozone, even if it's safe. So they may smell it and go, "Oh, I don't like that." Even though it is safe, they just don't like to smell. In our directions, we we didn't want anybody to ever have a bad experience. So we say, you know, using an unoccupied vehicle, we have designed it so that it's safe. You can be in the vehicle while it runs. It okay. also has a 30-minute shutoff that happens automatically. So you again, safety factor, making sure it doesn't expose too much. Um, so it, it's kind of a, a double safety system that sits with it, but, uh, it helps, uh, take care of all those odors while you're on the way to the stand, if you'd like to use it like that. Okay. And again, if somebody doesn't like the smell of ozone, then they can just run it when they're not in there, uh, right. or crack or crack the window. Okay. <clears throat> so, you know, um, kind of getting back to that budget, uh, thing here, guys got X amount of dollars left, uh, you know, for his hunting budget for the year. Why should somebody consider scent crusher products as something to spend that, that dollar amount on? Well, if you're a bow hunter, one of the most important things you can do is to be scent free and to know that you're a hundred percent scent free before you walk into the woods with all your clothes, uh, you know, is valuable, I think. So, it, uh, they're, they're proven products. You know, you can go and, and look at the reviews and see how much success people have had with deer downwind and, and the rest of it. And, you know, they're, they're great products. Okay. Yeah. Now, any type of warranties or, uh, guarantees, uh, for your, for your products that you'd like to talk about? Sure. That's a great question. So there are lots of ozone products that sit on the market out there that use an older technology that may require maintenance and stuff. Our generators do not. They're completely maintenance-free. There aren't any other filters or anything to buy. So once you buy the product, there's no additional things. You don't have to buy the razor blades for it, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, All the products come with a one-year warranty. 
the ozone go unit we say has a five-year life and the generators for the bags and the closets and stuff we say have a 20-year life okay so so that's a pretty good product yeah yeah long term okay cool well um other than that you know if we've already kind of mentioned that if you guys want to find out more about o3 uh, check out uh, scentcrusher.com. But is there any place else that you would uh, like to send people to find out more about Scent Crusher products? Sure. Um, we've got a media section in our Scent Crusher, too, that have a lot of um, uh, reviews on how people have used the products. Plus, you know, there's all of our uh, hunting teams, the breweries, um, use the products now. I did a big long. Uh, discussion with the breweries that, that's on our website or theirs. Um, you know, I think there's there are a lot of product reviews that sit out on the retailers' pages, Cabela's, Bass Pro, and Dicks and Dunham's um, that people can read also. Cool. Yeah. Well, Dan, hey, thank you very much for taking time out well, of your day you. to uh, come on the podcast, and uh, uh, good luck this upcoming season. Yep, you too. Thanks so much. First off, I want to say thanks to Dan for coming on the show, taking time out of his busy day, uh, not only in business, but I'm sure the guy wants to get out and do some hunting as well. But uh, thanks for coming on the show, talking about Scent Crusher. And now for the giveaway. Uh, the guys at Scent Crusher have decided that they want to give away a Scent Crusher bag, the gear bag, and then one Ozone on the go uh, the thing that plugs into your cigarette lighter in your car. And uh, that's what they're going to give away. And, and uh, if you've listened to the podcast, you guys know the drill. The first thing you have to do is share the Facebook post on the Nine Finger Chronicles Facebook page that mentions this podcast. Then you need to go over to Scent Crusher's Facebook page. Make sure you like the page and then leave a comment. That says, Nine Fingers Sent Me. And that's what you do to win. Then basically what I'll do is I'll compare both places and make sure you guys did both of those things. And uh, I'll pick a name at random. Huge shout out to DeerLab.com for uh, their support. Huge shout out to Exodus Trail Cameras. And if you guys want to find out more about Exodus Trail Cameras and take advantage of their discount, go to ExodusOutdoorGear.com. And then when you purchase, enter the code Nine Fingers. That's the number nine, followed by the word fingers, and you will receive a $20 discount. Other than that, leave a review on iTunes. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And as the season starts to ramp up and we're spending more time in the tree, make sure you guys wear your damn safety harness. Have a good weekend.